Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Melinda. How are you doing from Hope When There Was None? I'm coming live to you today to discuss, I'm thinking this is going to be my final topic on what is abuse. Now I save, I don't want to say the best for last. It sounds kind of weird coming from the topic that is going to be for today. It's physical abuse. And by all means, is it not, um, you know, the, the big one, but when people hear about abuse, this is typically what they think. They typically think a woman's been hit or a man's been hit. Um, when you hear about abuse, this is what you think. You don't think about those other things. And that's why I started with those other topics. So here's what I hit first. No pun intended. And I don't mean that by to be funny at all. So when I started this, I started with what it's what is abuse. And I might put these in a folder to see if I can do that and kind of group these together so you can find them in my video section on this page. But get back to that. So what is abuse? Verbal abuse was my first topic. Emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual, spiritual, cyber and physical. So what I'm not covering, because this can also go into a few more, and I believe there's even more than this, but there's child abuse as well. There's elder abuse and also immigration abuse. There's also, of course, your orientation abuse. If somebody is a homosexual and they're being bashed for that, there's bullying. So there's a wide other range that I'm not going to touch on, but I did want to bring those up to um, to attention as well because those are just as important they can be in the abuse um, category here because if you have as an example maybe you have a child that's come out as gay and they're already being abused now they have something else that's added to the list that their parent or whoever's abusing them does do or maybe it is somebody that has uh, immigration status and in order to keep going with the immigration, a person might, and I've heard this happen, um, a person does say, hey, I'm going to tell on you, you'll get your visa revoked, or they might say that they're working on their case, but they're actually not, or they, there's a whole other gamut, okay? So let's talk about physical abuse. Now, physical abuse is more than just getting punched. I, I just want to say that. Now, also, before I go any further, I am Melinda. This is my page. I started this page... Yeah, just to kind of get my story out, but I did see a need. I did find there was a need for others to know about what abuse is because there is, even though you think, oh, it's out there, you see it on Facebook all the time, you might see posts and you share it, which I think is awesome, you rock, but many people don't know the dynamics of what is in abuse. They just think, hey, this person just got slapped around a little bit or maybe uh, they're playing with their head, but that's about it. That's why I wanted to dive into the financial abuse, the religious, spiritual abuse, and so on and so on, because abuse has got such a big range of other things that does happen. So um, with my experience, I had many of these things that I've been chatting about. Uh, I've experienced so much of it. It's really mind boggling when I look back. I didn't see it back then, but now I'm coming up on 11 years. 
11 years free for my abuser. That's going to be on the 25th of February. I did have my 10-year survival bursary video that is pinned to the top of this page. If you didn't catch it, please go ahead and look on my page. But I had survived 20 plus years. I've also, I'm also a child abuse survivor as well. So I'm spinning not spinning, but telling more about that too, because I really didn't dive into my abusive situation from my past too much. I mean, I touched on it a little bit on my book and I've mentioned a few things here and there, but I really haven't dug into that guys. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't even want to do that. That's kind of scary for me. It's scary for me to deal with what my ex had did, but there's some things that are in my past, my childhood, that I really haven't dove into, and I'm not looking forward to do that, but I know I need to do that, and you know why I know I need to do that? As a CASA advocate, because I do advocate for kids, I know I've been reading and different, seeing different things that have happened in other people's cases, also in different training that I had witnessed not too long ago, and that kind of brought some things up from my past. It kind of bubbled some stuff up. And then I realized, ooh, I don't know if I really want to do this. I don't know if I really want to dive into this, but I know it'll help me in the long run. So anyway, let's get back onto physical abuse. Now, it's not just getting slapped around. And these all go for men too. This isn't just a woman thing. This can be found, abuse can be found with men and women. It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the ethnicity. All over the place, all around the world, abuse happens. If I haven't said that enough, I'm saying it again. So when I talk about all of those other topics, guys, I am including guys in this too. That's why I'm saying guys. Um, so let's kind of dive in here. So you've noticed maybe someone get punched. They have a black eye. Perhaps uh, you might see uh, bruises on the face, maybe around their neck or something like that. You might notice that. But there's other things. There's broken bones. There is um, being let's get into this. So there's broken bones. That's the things you can see, you know, because somebody's wearing a cast. Um, perhaps they're maybe have a sprain. They have physical markings on their face, black and blue marks, bloody marks, cuts on their face. Maybe you notice on their shirt, on their arms, something like that. They've been physically, very physically harmed. Okay. Maybe somebody took a tire iron to them, took a bat to them, not just their fists. They might have took stuff. That's another thing. They do, your abuser might hit you physically with other items. They might do you harm that way. So it's more than just, oh, he just slapped her around a bit. Slapping is one thing. You can be slapped. Now, my abuser did slap me around a little bit. Well, a little bit more than that. Uh, he liked pinching. Pinching is something that is part of physical abuse. But see, there are some abusers that kind of, it almost seems like a brag when they are physically marring somebody or beating them to a pulp. It, it almost, to me, it seems like they're bragging because they have this outward thing that they're doing to this, this victim here. And sadly, a majority of times they do get, just get away with this. But it, to me, it seems like they're bragging. Now, these guys that do this and these women that do this covertly, if you want to call it covertly, they are pinching, they're pulling hair, they might be tripping or pushing or even uh, do scratching, biting, biting is a big one, been bit hit here myself, um, being bitten to the point where you draw blood, being again scratched, maybe your abuser has pushed you physically pushed you into a wall, threatened you by gunpoint, by knife point, you're going to slit your throat, something like that. Make it look like it, it was an accident. Maybe they choke you. There, uh, My ex would choke me and he would get excited because 
that's what he liked seeing me pass out. So, I mean, these are things that that person can be excited by these actions too. It could be something where uh, they have, let's say you have a, um, a child that is in your household too. Perhaps they're, let's say older than, than six, okay? So six and above, and they're in your household, even teenagers, especially worse if it's teenagers. Perhaps there is this kind of egging on by your um, by your abuser for that child to take, hey, Miss Teresa, to take the place of that abuser. So they're kind of um, like brainwashing the child that it's okay to abuse mom or grandma or sister or whoever it is in the family. They're saying that it's okay. And um, they're maybe high fives behind everyone's back, but they're saying it's okay to keep this person in check. They're saying it's okay to just push them, push them gently and um, say it's an accident, push them down the stairs, push them into an oven, push them into, uh, let's say, slam their fingers in a car door, something like that. So it might not be the abuser, but they're having somebody else do these actions. This is very typical. When another abuser has children, especially when they get a little bit older, they will allow and condone these behaviors, these name calling, this pushing, this shoving, the anything else. It's okay to beat the victim up, whether it be mom or grandma or again, whoever it is, it's okay. And it's almost like the abuser doesn't want to get in trouble. So they're allowing this, these other actions to happen. And they're just kind of like sitting back like, you know, got their arms crossed. Yeah, it, it wasn't me. You know, it's your child. You know, they're blaming it on the child. And there was a point in my, you know, and I don't mean to chuckle because I was scared. This really scared the crap out of me. There was a point I was sitting in, or actually I was standing in my sister's house, which was then my place after I left my ex for the final time. And I'm on the phone with my ex and I can remember this clear as day. I'm on the phone, we're chatting back and forth. It's getting really heated. And it comes to the point where he's like, well, I would like you to draft up a form. Tell your attorney, draft up a form that it holds Matt harmless against anything he does against you. Like, let's say um, he goes, let's say he does kill you. So I want to make sure that he's protected because he was doing it under a fit of insanity. That it's okay because he's go I'm going through a lot of stress right now. I need you to make sure that he is not being held accountable for that. So if he kills me, it's okay. So it didn't sound right to me at the time. Scared, really, it scared me. Um, at the time, my son was still with me. So it scared me. I did contact my attorney. My attorney just about fell off his seat laughing. And he's like, of course, we're not going to do this. And he's like, doesn't this seem funny to you? I was like, it seemed funny to me, but I couldn't laugh because it scared me. I mean, that's really scary to have your abuser, who's the father, say, hey, it's okay for our son to go ahead and kill mom. Rah! You know, it, it just seemed really weird. It seemed very evil. It seemed very wicked. But this is not uncommon. And this is what I'm finding out. It's not uncommon for those abusers to turn our children against us. And you know my, if you know my story, I still don't have contact with my eldest son. He is with dad. He did actually want to kill me. He set a fire in my apartment. And, um, he wanted to go back to dad's so long story short i gave him back to dad on my attorneys he was on he happened to be on during this whole this whole episode 
He said, you got to give them back because you can't trust them. I found three carving knives, these huge knives in his backpack that he was carrying around. And he had gloves on too. He didn't want to have his fingerprint. So we're guessing that's why he had these gloves on in the middle of summer. Like it was like 90 degrees that time. And so I took him back to dad. His dad supposedly had no idea what was going on, supposedly, but Matt did tell me that he had planned in the middle of the night, if the fire didn't go, that he was going to um, have he and his sisters kill me in my sleep. Dad says that he never knew any of this. Again, it's laughable to me now because, again, this is what they do. They can turn your children against you. It's called parental alienation. They will spin whatever it is. Mom's a bad person or dad, whatever the situation is. And the kids believe it. And they want and they crave that attention from their parent. And they just want to make them happy too. And so they will do whatever they can, especially if they idolize, you know, dad. Let's say it's a son and he idolizes dad. He's going to try and do whatever he can to, you know, help make dad happy. And that happens in many cases. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know, give me a thumbs up or some stars or something. And I, I hate to say that this is something that's typical that happens, but it is. So, again, the biting, scratching, um, it's not just punching, it's pulling of hair, whatever they got to do, pushing. You know, maybe they even physically run you over with a car. Uh, my ex would bash my head into the window when we're driving. He would... Um, you know, knock me, he knocked me down the stairs, he choked me, anything he could do, he would do also sexually, physically, he would do that too, which is, it was not a good time. And it's something that I hate, and I left it for last, because it's very raw, it's very, it can be very fierce, and very, very sad. And hopefully, whoever's watching this, please watch the other videos. I encourage you to do so. If you are in any situation that's like this, please get help. I encourage you to please do so. Call your police. Leave a paper trail. It's so darn important to leave a paper trail. I am going through this right now and myself with my daughter. Um, it's very important to leave that paper trail. Again, it's my daughter. It's a cycle. Uh, learning to break that cycle, I thought I did, but it can be a cycle that our children then continue. So it's very important for me to educate as well as empower others. And that's what I'm trying to do with my daughter. Just keep us in prayer. But thank you for watching. This is Melinda. I'm signing off. If you have any questions or if you want to talk about what happened to you, please do so in the comments. I'm, I'm happy to listen to your story if you want to share or message me privately if you do need to talk. I'm happy to do so. I do have a private group. That's Hope When There Was None. That is for, uh, it is for women. Sorry, guys. It is only for women at this time. And um, it is for empowerment as well to share your stories. But I focus a lot more on self-care because that is so important to build yourself up after you've been in an abusive relationship, both with your spirit, your body, and your mind. I mean, really and truly, that's what helped me get to where I am today. Thank you for listening. This is Melinda signing off from Hope There Was None. Thank you. Bye.